0: It's time once again to take a journey, so turn on the lights, pull your chair up, get a little closer to the computer, and get ready, because the journey's about to begin. You find yourself alone, late at night, driving in the mountains of North Carolina. You're lost, you think to yourself, but no, something is calling you. Something is drawing you in. You turn your radio on, and there it is faint station wafting in and out of the static of the night. A man named Eric, running a show called the Midnight Cafe, calls to you. The conversation seems strange at first, but as you listen, as his voice fades in and out of the static, you realize this is where you were meant to be. This is what you were meant to listen to. For the next two hours, you and I will take a journey, because I I'm Eric, and this is The Midnight Cafe. We will take a journey that takes us from the normal, well, all the way through to the paranormal, and beyond. We'll talk about the knowns, and the unknowns, and everything in between. And together, perhaps we'll make a little sense out of this crazy world we all live in. Join us tonight, and every Saturday night, from 7 o'clock till, well, till whenever,
1: Hey everybody! It is Eric, the owner of the Midnight Cafe, and with me once again is my co-host uh, Jason, A.K.A. Rockin' Woody. Rockin' Woody, welcome. Hey everybody! How y'all tonight? All right. Let's see here. Uh, let me get my face up on here. We wouldn't want to have people just not seeing me because that would just... There yeah, we go. I'm alive. How's <laughs> everyone going on? We got some people chiming in already. Ten watching. Great. Glad to see y'all. Uh, not feeling too hot tonight, so you'll have to bear with me if I'm a little off my game. Rockin' Woody's going to be taking most of the calls tonight anyway. But No pressure, no pressure. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's crunch time, and I just crunched.
2: Good <laughs> evening, Steven Dreyer,
1: Zach Watts, Grover. Good day from the land down under. Look at that. Isn't that awesome, man? All the way worldwide. Multinational. Look at this. We're rising up. <laughs> crazy man absolutely crazy uh rusty shackleford saying hello hello to you my friend i'm gonna turn my mic down a little bit so everybody can hear rockin woody pretty clearly and here we are look at that hewlett baker chiming in already got 14 listens so tonight's topic want to go into it my friend
3: Yeah, tonight's topic uh, I'm pretty excited about. This is something that uh, I have a good deal of experience with, and I really hope to get some calls from you guys because this topic is a very personal experience, but we're going to be covering uh, lucid dreaming, uh, false awakenings, pretty much anything in the dream world. Um, There's a lot of stuff behind this. I know Eric did some research, and he found that there's a lot of stuff behind this.
1: Yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I did not know there was a difference between lucid dreaming and astral projection, but there's a whole lot of different categories of this. There's lucid dreaming, there's astral projection, and uh out of body experiences. So there's a there's a lot of different ways this goes and uh also having some folks talking about you know possessions and things of that nature. So a lot of a lot of stories that we can cover in this kind of as a broader picture, but uh See some more folks coming in. Mark Woolbright, 741, and Mike Miller. How are you all doing tonight? I appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. Thank you. As you had about
3: 8 o'clock, we've got a guest calling in, too, who has very, uh, very vivid and very personal experience with all this that so we hope you can stick around for. It. and um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, before we dig too deep into it, I did want to cover... Uh, I said I was never really going to get political, and I'm going to try hard not to, but the only news story that I wanted to cover this week, and I'm sure if you... Follow YouTube or follow uh, you know Twitter or whatever. You've probably heard this, but Microsoft has rolled out its NewsGuard app. Have you heard of this, my man? I have not. All right, so uh, again, I kind of promised myself I wouldn't make this political, but I do feel like when it comes to censorship, it's worth mentioning this stuff. The NewsGuard app is supposed to tell us what is, uh, what is not fake news and what is f- fake news, uh, but uh, you have to ask yourself the age-old question of, who watches the watchers? And uh, that's, that's what I was about to say. Who determines what is and what isn't? Yeah. And that's where I am uh, like, deeply disturbed by this. And of course, already we've seen a lot of uh, false stories that have had the little green check mark from Microsoft telling us that you can trust this. It's okay. We say you can trust this so you can trust it. And uh, I'm disgusted by this. I, I wish uh, that uh, both sides could agree on this one thing, that uh, liberals and conservatives and socialists and communists and... Uh, anarchists and and anywhere you sit on the spec- spectrum of politics should all be able to agree that censorship of any kind is uh is disgusting and uh you know, yeah all I'm waiting for is that one
3: hacker that gets in there and comes up with this absurd zombie story and puts a green check mark to it and sends the world in a
1: tizzy well I'm telling you you go ahead and uh you go ahead and take a look at some of the stories that have been green-lighted by this so, so-called so news filter, and you'll uh, you'll feel like you might as well put a zombie story out there. It is absolutely <laughs> it's absurd, man. It's absurd. So what we have is, little by little, our freedoms being squished on all sides. Uh, the government can't directly uh, control or censor us, so what they're doing is they're going after these big tech companies and uh, pressuring them to do so on their behalf in the name of... You know, it's for the children, it's, uh, it's fake news, you know, people aren't smart enough to know the difference. But it's disgusting. It's disgusting, despicable, and uh, I feel the need to occasionally mention it. <laughs> if, I, uh, <laughs> if I go on a rant here, uh, I could probably spend all night uh, pissed off about this, so I'll try not to. But I do want to get your uh, thoughts on this, folks that are chiming in, because, uh, because it's disgusting. And uh, anybody that is thinking that censorship is an idea that needs to be followed... Might as well just go ahead and log off. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. But let's see what we got right here. Easy now. Easy, easy now. I'm ready to fight. Let's go. Manny old Southpaw here, buddy. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, we got some. Uh, yeah, I'll decide myself, Hewlett Baker. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't that amazing? A free country, free to decide what I want to believe. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm getting an amen from Mark. Thank you very much. Good evening, Jody Priest. Nice Uh, to see you. uh, Jen, after next act, is it me or has CNN gotten worse over the years? Of course they have. They all have. I think uh, they all have because they've been directed to, but they probably would have anyway. Uh, Michael Sean, yeah, checking in from Texas, a little late. Good to see you, man. Uh, And Rusty Shackleford is getting to my point to this little conversation. And again, I'll try not to make this whole thing about this because this isn't the focus of our show. But if we're honest, all news is kind of fake. It is because all Mm -hmm. of us have bias. Okay. I, when I come on the radio, and uh, when Rock and Woody here comes on the radio, we have bias. We have our own personal feelings that come into play. No matter how hard we try not to have that be a part of the show, it is. Uh, it's it's part of our lives, right? So absolutely, yeah. You, me, and everyone in between. But when we get into big corporations like News Corp, like uh, you know CNN, like MSNBC, like YouTube, like Google, like Amazon. And uh, you know, like the Associated Press and Reuters, those are all mega corporations that have mega sponsorship, and those sponsors breathe down their neck to push a narrative. And now what we're seeing is those narratives don't like other narratives, so those narratives are now going after silencing those narratives, and it's it's disgusting. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry, but here's a picture. (laughs) Yeah, we've been censored. That's it. We're probably off the air. Yep, we're (laughs) gone. All right, all right. I'm done. That was my rant. I apologize to all you out there who have never heard the show before and and walked in on that, but I I told Rock and Woody before the show uh, started that I was kind of in a foul mood. I've had, uh, I'm a little under the weather and I was pissed and uh, yeah, when I get pissed, I get angry. When I get angry, I get loud. And that was, that was my rant. So (laughs) do you feel better? A little bit. Yeah, I do, man. man. (laughs) That's really all that matters. right? we'll see when they come beating down the door next week. <laughs> <laughs> At least
3: they have your address and not me. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> so we got a couple people joining
3: us. Uh Pat Hamilton is watching us.
1: Cool man. Audio slaves uh, here.
3: Audio Slaves. Good to see you guys. So glad you could return. Oh man, this is great, yeah. Uh
1: not sure if you watch any of TYT stuff, the Young Turk stuff, but they are the worst. Their stuff is cancer. Interestingly enough, Next Gen Tactics. I I uh, have watched some of their stuff um, before they were uh, given forty million dollars by YouTube and another, I think another forty by MSNBC. Uh, they were kind of an interesting thing to watch. I disagreed with just about everything that came out of their mouth. That at least it was their own opinions and not forced upon them by some other larger corporation. Now it's just you're right. It's just it's just a polished YouTube version of the same garbage you see on network news. So. Uh, okay. Get, please, Woody, get me off of this topic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this
3: is dreaming. So, you know, like I said, this is a very personal experience. So, I don't know if any of you guys out there experience this or if you just even had a weird dream, call and tell us about it. Um, there's a whole world of dream deciphering your dreams that's out there. You know, if you got a weird dream, pull it up. I've got uh, one of the dream dictionaries pulled up. We can even try to look into your dreams, see what you got going on there. Um, Well, before we did this, I looked up some information just to see the scientific reason behind it. And they're pretty much saying that it's it's an REM state. It's a very safe state, but your brain actually wakes up during your dream, and that's what allows you to lucid dream.
1: But wait, are you saying that you actually are still in REM sleep, but somehow conscious that you're sleeping? That's right,
3: yeah. Your brain actually wakes up and becomes knowledgeable of it. And there's a lot of people that actually try to do this. They seek out to be lucid dreamers, and um, like in my case, I've never done that. It's just always been natural to me. But
1: so, they, they... I've never experienced this. I did do some research on it, watched some videos, read a couple of articles on it. One of the most interesting articles was that, um, kind of like uh, astral projection, which is you know out of body experiences where you leave your body and feel like you can travel to the next room or to another plane of existence. Um, that, there, you know, they can't prove that, obviously, and uh, so right. there's just speculation. But what I was interested in was that one of the big articles I read was that they actually had a few years ago done a scientific experiment where they did a, I don't know if it was a CT scan or an MRI, they looked inside the brain of a person while they were awake, and they told you, okay, I want you to make a fist, close your hand and make a fist. And they looked at the way the brain of that individual's, you know, the impulses, how they fired Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, now we're going to let you go to sleep. And then you're, when you enter that lucid dreaming state, we want you, to signal, you know, to signal us that you've entered that state by doing the same thing. We want you to close right. your fist. And he was able to reproduce the exact same brain patterns. So yeah. to his brain, there was no difference between what was happening in his dream and outside of it. And I found that to be very interesting And in the scientific world, found that to be fact. So they actually believe now that, that it is a not just a... Not just a dream. It's it's they are able to actually exist in their dreams. So,
3: and, and that's actually fascinating because I found I've found through my own research that um, it seems like a lot of these lucid dreamings, people like me who naturally have them, are associated a lot with sleeping disorders, which is a neurological disorder. Um, they say that the people who have most lucid dreamings are they have the better self reasoning skills, like the the part of the brain that governs that is what controls the lucid dream state. So it's it's just, anytime you talk about the brain, it's just amazing to even think about.
1: Have you ever, and this is off topic, I'm looking at this beautiful picture here of, uh, uh, you know, maybe a nebula or something in deep space. But have you ever looked at a picture when they uh, magnify the brain down to its, you know, subparticle size? And then you take a look at the universe uh, in a big blown up picture of it. The brain and the universe look an awful lot alike. I sure do. That's
3: actually a very good point.
1: <laughs> it's, it's something that I, I think about when we talk about our existence and you know what what we are and where we're going and you know what this all means. I can't help but wonder if if we are a universe inside of a universe inside of a universe inside of something else. It's just those you know the kind of stuff we would talk about when we were teens. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. And and when you if you experience a lucid dream, it really does make you question. You know which one's reality and which one's not because. In a lucid dream, you you swear that that is your reality. And when you bring that into play, it really could raise some eyebrows.
1: Wow. Well, we're getting a very interesting comment here from Stephen Dyer. He says his wife is very spiritual, and she used to suffer from carpal tunnel for 10 years. Oh, for years. 10 years ago, she had a vivid dream where her fingers shot out electrical charges, and she has been pain-free since. Wow.
3: Insane. And there's a- there's a lot of stories that back that up, Steven. There's a lot of people who have their same type
1: of experiences. Wow. Got a couple other folks just chiming in. Smith and Weston 642. Thanks for joining us, man. I actually been watching a couple of your videos. Some some nice work over there on your channel. I hope everyone checks that out. Uh Audio Slave, that picture's of the Horsehead Nebula. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I was doing show prep, just grabbing kind of cool pictures, and this one just was gorgeous. So I, I grabbed it. But I'm glad to know that we actually know where that is. Somewhere <laughs> out there. <laughs>
3: jen after next comment the brain is the only organ that actually named itself think about it (laughs) wow
1: that's that's some twilight zone stuff right there damn i almost started swearing guys i do apologize i might i'm feeling frosty i'm not on any medication but i kind of wish i was so who knows (laughs) Uh, i got an unrelated question here i'll go ahead and answer uh Rusty wants to know, I know this isn't Farpoint Farms, but I found a carb, Cobra 148 at the flea market yesterday. I hope you bought it, man. Those are great radios. So uh, I hope you bought that. But anyway, back to this. Uh, Jason, I got to ask, man. And I, you don't, you know, you maybe don't feel comfortable talking about it, but I sure would love to know what it's like. So if you want to tell about your life and, and your experiences with lucid dreaming, I am all ears. Listen- yeah, absolutely, man. But P- personally, for me, I love dreaming. I love sleeping. Um, I look forward to my
3: dreams Every night when I go to sleep, because as a lucid dreamer, once you realize that you're dreaming, the world is pretty much at your disposal. I mean, um, you know, I don't have nightmares anymore. I don't have, you know, if you get in a scary dream and you realize that you're dreaming, it it takes everything away. Um, You know, I've been able to fly in my dreams a couple of times. It just opens a whole world of adventure. It's like having your own movie. Get to direct your own movie and you're a superhero
1: and you can be whatever you want to be so you get to dictate the narrative then you get to create the story that you want to live out for me not always um, depends on the dream
3: itself if uh, if I'm in control of the dream like I'm the main focus then yes but sometimes I'm just aware in a already pre-played out scenario
1: uh, more like an observer at that point or just a character in that play just a character in that play very
0: interesting
3: so, and there's some things you can't control. And for me, it goes in and out. Then other people's experiences are different. Like I so said, it's a very personal experience. Hmm. Um, for me, like I remember, remember one specific dream that I wrecked the work truck and I drove it into a pool. And I swear to God, I thought I did it. And when I woke up, I was so thankful. I actually still have my job. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah. That's really it weird, it? man.
3: Yeah. Like I didn't actually realize I was a dream in that one, but it was, it was so real. I mean, you could feel the wind on your face. You could feel everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have uh, had experiences with nightmares and dreams that I certainly remember vividly, but I wouldn't say that I felt like I was aware that I was in a dream, or a nightmare would probably lose all of its shock value if you knew that it was not reality.
3: Hey, yeah, it really does. And I must see, Jen, after Nick's question, have you ever died or killed yourself in a dream? I don't, I don't know if I've actually ever died. I've been stabbed or I've been shot. Okay. Um, but never actually experienced dying in a dream.
1: Uh, Then gen's bringing that up. But I tell you, um, I've actually heard somewhere that if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Uh, I've never died in a dream either. Like you, I've been shot or stabbed and, you know, blown up and everything else. But I always wake up before I die. I suppose that's a good thing, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> At least you're waking
1: up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I'm glad to see we got a, a lot of activity tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cat Lover's back. Cat Lover, you're, again. She's got her husband with her. you got the husband watching tonight. That's cool. Got some 26 folks online. That's cool. Uh, hewlett Becker's talking about dreaming about flying. I've never flown in a dream. I've fallen in a dream, but I've never flown. I guess falling is like flying with a uncontrolled landing, right? <laughs> 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 you, know, you, stay a lo- you stay a little longer in the air. Though. Yeah. It's actually, you know, falling off of a building won't kill you. It's the landing that will, so... It's kind of like that, you know, good work. <laughs> Audio
3: Slave, just ask for an off-topic question real quick if you want to do it before we jump into something else. Certainly,
1: man. Look, guys, gals, everyone that comes and listens to this show, Uh this is an open format show. Just because we have a topic for tonight doesn't mean we have to stay on topic. I already went on one beautiful epic rant uh, this evening. We might as well go off a little bit more. So, uh shoot, my friend. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Oh, fallen Angels. Yeah, okay. Oh uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh Audio Slave saying I get a lot of my CB advice from you. What do you in the past? Uh what uh what'd you do in the past regarding that one drunk obnoxious guy on channel nineteen that chimes in every night just to make others miserable? It can be so frustrating. It can uh Okay That is a real problem. It was a huge problem back in the 90s. It's still a problem, apparently, where you are right now, and I really hate that, man, because there's just not a lot of us left out there for somebody to be that way. Uh, What I used to do is uh, try to find a time when that gentleman is not on, and then we would come up with a code to change channels. Um, Back in those days, we had, you know, the free band. So uh, usually the people that were annoying didn't have radios that either did sideband or free band, you know, uppers and lowers. That's a tough one, man. The idea there is kind of like you do on the internet. Don't feed the troll. Hopefully his radio is not too powerful, and you can just continue talking and ignore him. Uh, but you could always try changing channels and, and you know make sure that everyone knows the channel to meet on. You could say something like plus five. I'll see you in plus five. And, you know, or you could refer to it as I'll see you in five minutes and go five channels up and just play that game all night with him. I'm sorry to hear that's happening, man. That's kind of a that's kind of a '90s bummer. That's apparently still happening for you. So that's that's a bummer. So you got people like just harassing holes on them. Yeah. You know, so if you got like three or four folks kind of like us here tonight, they're just trying to have a, uh, you know, conversation. You'll have somebody that comes on and they just interrupt and interrupt and interrupt. And it just, uh, it just, it can really ruin the night, especially if they're a very loud signal, they kind of talk over everyone else. So it, it's a real problem. I didn't, And I remember it being in a big issue back in the late 90s, early 2000s. But most of those guys kind of gave up because they just stopped. They ran out of people to bother. But that's... They probably switched to internet chat rooms. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what happened. So that's kind of... <coughs> So anyway, uh, sorry to hear about that. So we got some more Gales uh, chiming in. And have woken up just prior to hitting the bottom when falling in my dreams? Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably that panic. Kind of like mm-hmm. when a monster's about to get you and you pop out of your dream and wake up. So uh, Stephen Dreyer said he flew low and fast over the water dreaming. So cool. I'm jealous. I wish I could yeah. do the flying dream. I've never done that. It's fun that
3: they, they've got devices and stuff that you're supposed to be able to purchase and it gives you some kind of noise or rhythmic hum that is supposed to put you in that kind of state. Yeah. So you, you are able to achieve it.
1: So, yeah, and Jason, again, like I, I knew about astral projection, which is something I have tried to do and had no success with, but I didn't realize that lucid dreaming was a different animal. And, I, and in trying to research it, a lot of what I came across was like hours and hours of special music to help you achieve that state. I was very surprised mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah. It's, um, and I never thought much of it. I didn't
3: even really realize that lucid dream until just a few years ago, it was always so natural for me, but there's a lot of people that really believe um, that you can meet what they call your spirit guide in this world in your lucid dreams. And it holds another key to an alternate reality that can actually help you out in this reality. Yeah. But there's also there's also tales of the evil version of your spirit guide and you gotta be careful because if you meet the wrong one, you just screwed your life up.
1: Yeah, letting in negative entities. That uh, happens, yeah. you know, in any part of life that can happen. Is, um, <laughs> admins asking a pole shift can make one dizzy? I, I don't know. It's the first one I heard. But I imagine if we had a a physical pole shift, we would all be dead. So that would be kinda like dizzy. Rusty Shackleford uh, <laughs> saying just nice people next to his house. That's cool. That's what I've got around here. It's just a bunch of old farmers shooting the, shooting the you know what, and uh, and having a good time with it. So, Audio Slave saying he wants to call the FCC, but they probably moved down here. The FCC is man, unless they are disrupting a cell signal or a TV signal or something like that, and even then you're going to be on them for a long time before they they help you out with that. It's it's they're pretty well done. The FCC just sells data now. It's, Kind of crap, but Jason Kane's chiming in. That he's late. Uh, no worries there, my old friend. He's an all-fart. Separate fight you brother. <laughs> hey, Jason, when uh, when this show is over, man, go back and listen to the first ten minutes, man. I, I had a little meltdown early on, so <laughs> 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 I think you'd appreciate it. If if we're still on the air by then, that's right. They probably censored it, but I mean, I, don't, I do something <laughs> I never do. There you go. Anyway, uh, I've flown several times, but I'm just scared of falling the entire time. Okay, yeah. Very
3: interesting. Yeah. Seems like you guys have some experience with it. I encourage you to call Lynn.
1: Yeah. I actually just
3: heard from our special guest, and she's going to be a little early. We're going to get her on here about 7.30. Sweet.
1: Great. Well, if anyone wants to join in on the fun, if you all have done this and want to share a cool dream or something like that, I I have no dreams uh, other than nightmares. You know, as part of just life, I have had some uh, bad dreams related to just life, you know. But I, I've never been able to say that I, I woke up in the dream and was able to control or manipulate or move. Or I'd like to. I like the yeah. the uh, the whole idea. Sounds great. Like I said, it's almost like having
3: a second life because you get to go do stuff and it's all new adventures. Yeah, I know what it
1: is, man. I just figured out why I don't have lucid dreaming. Why? I'm living the dream, bro. Look at me. We got. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
3: Touche, sir. Touche.
1: Look, look at this. <clears throat> this. Uh, come on. It looks like this. A voice like this. I got Farpoint Farms. We have the Midnight Cafe. Life is good, brother. I got the farm going here, man. This is it. Jack, I
3: want. I, I want to be you when I grow up.
1: Whoa. <laughs> 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 well, thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just well, a few hours at of time, right? That's about all I want to live. That, <laughs> I only want to be me about a few hours at a time, so I wouldn't recommend it full-time, but anyway.
3: <laughs> maybe I'll dream I'll dream that I'm you tonight. Yeah, yeah,
1: there you go. Go lucid dreaming and hang out at my house for a while. After you get done shoveling chicken turds, maybe you'll change your mind decide you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so if anyone wants to join us, obviously we're having a little fun tonight. I am feeling extremely off and extremely weird, so uh, please give us a call. It's uh, live at the Midnight Cafe via Skype. You don't have to put your face up on here if you don't want to. In fact, I'm not even sure that I can put your face up here because I've got this program kind of weird and squirrely. Hey, wait a minute. I just thought of something. Did everybody have to reload the page this time, or did it work? No, it it loaded right up this time. Hey, look, I'm a genius. My IT department took care of all that this time around. I'm the IT department, so... (laughs) I have no idea. we what got an uh,
3: audio slave back in the day said his older kin used their vivid dreams to play the numbers in the lottery.
1: How'd that work out for him? Cool. Man, that'd be a great thing to
3: channel that energy towards. Well, that that brings up, there's a lot of premonition side of this too. And I've, uh, I personally have experience with that as well, where you have a dream that's was uh, cast into the future.
1: Well, yeah. Did you read what 741 is saying? Uh-uh. Once upon a time, I lost an item at work. That night, I had a lucid dream that I called myself on the phone and told myself where the item was. I looked in that spot the next day and found the item. That's yep. That's pretty cool, actually. I gotta say. You know what? I will. Okay, let's let's see here. Now I do have something. I don't know. You'll have to chime in on this, Jason, because I don't know if this is if this is uh, a lucid dreaming or not. But you know, for many years I was a mechanic, and uh, a lot of. Interesting and complex problems present themselves when solving mechanical problems. I'm sure you're familiar with that in your industry as well. So there have been times where I would go to sleep and continue to work on that problem. Like if I was working on an engine rebuild, when I slept, I worked through difficulties in that task. If I had a vehicle that had a drivability problem that I could not solve without Wanting to, because a lot of times you get home, you want to shut off work. You don't want to think about it. But I know right. that I would dream about the car, about the job, and I would find the solution in my dream. Would you consider that to be lucid dreaming or is that just problem solving that's going on behind the scenes? I honestly don't know. Um, they, I, I wouldn't initially think
3: it to be lucid dreaming just based on the definition, but that is a, a factor into it. I mean, your, your brain is still actively working and producing results even when you're asleep.
1: Yeah, so okay, so we'll say that was just regular dreaming, I guess. But it kind of goes to the problem solving where he's like, where where is that, where is that stuff? And he kind of tells himself. Although I think that might have been more lucid dreaming because he actually called himself and told him that. Yeah, interesting.
3: Yeah, I would. But I mean, still the fact that your brain just gave you the answer while you're sleeping is still. I mean, that's 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 up there. That something you know not n- normally happens.
1: Got an interesting one from admin here. This is a little off topic, but Maverick Star Reloaded channel has been building magnetometers to track the magnetic north pole, and he says we have five to seven years for a massive pole shift. Wow. Uh, Then we got five to seven years before we check out, I have a feeling, but uh, it'll be an interesting time. May we live in interesting times, as the Chinese say to people they don't like. Cat Lover yeah. says what's that? <laughs> so we need to look that up and find out that information. i posted yeah. post it so we can all look at it. To check on his channel after we're done here. Cat Lover saying it's National Pizza Day. You know, before I went on my rant, Is I actually it? was going to talk about that as my news article, and then I just I just pulled out. I don't know. I just was like, nah, I'm gonna I'm I'm fired up. Besides, I didn't get to have pizza today, so I didn't even realize it was pizza day. Now
3: I'm yeah, I, I have to get some after the show.
1: That's right. Actually, I'm on a liquid diet, and unfortunately, it's not booze. So uh, I'm having just <laughs> I'm having a great time, man. <laughs> Getting a hold is so awesome, man. Cat lover says she has a dream story. She was in the seventh grade and had a dream about an English test. The next day, all the questions were as the same of the dream. I aced it. Never happened again. Huh.
3: And that's a premonition right there. And this happened a lot.
1: Yeah. I I wonder if that's more of like astral projection. Maybe she saw the test. Maybe she traveled from her reality to wherever that test was there.
3: Yeah. I'm not sure if I would consider the, the premonitions to be vivid. Well, I mean, I guess it's a a rough line, but you don't hear a lot of premonitions with the vivid stuff.
1: So lucid dreaming is not generally related to premonitions. That's a totally different. uh, Not that I've heard.
3: Okay. Now, you know, like it's different for everybody. It's such a personal experience. The one, um, I've had a premonition in mind and it was very vivid, but, uh, you know, I had a dream for a long time that I was in a car wreck and that I had died. And so I guess that might answer the question earlier. It was just the understanding that I had died. I just knew I had a yeah. car I'd never seen before ever. Very um, weird. We were traveling one time and, uh, yeah. the people we were traveling with decided they wanted to drive back that night and they were going to take me with them to keep them awake and went out to the car, and it was that same exact car. Huh? I mean, almost to a T. It was, it was, it was perfect description. We we ended up
1: not going. <laughs> yeah,
3: sounds reasonable to me. It it was enough to freak us out just a little bit.
1: I do have uh someone, Jason Kane is chiming in, and he has a question. And Jason, you may not know this, but so Jason wants to know uh, why super chat is not enabled, and uh,
0: rubs his chin.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jason, Super this uh, this channel, I'll uh, say, so Jason, and I didn't know what this was until somebody hit me up with one of these, but Super Chat is where people uh, who like what we're doing here can donate uh, money directly through the chat. It's really kind of... You to get that set up. <laughs> well, uh, this channel's not uh, monetized, and if you want to know why it's not monetized, you can refer yourself right back to the first 10 minutes of this show. Uh, At some point, I want to be able to talk about topics that are not friendly because YouTube has now begun censoring anything that they deem to be a conspiracy theory. And, of course, lucid dreaming could someday be considered conspiracy theories, so we don't want to get on a whole problem there. However, uh, someday we'll set up a Patreon or something like that, which they'll probably ban again, too. I don't know. Anyway, don't worry about it, my man. We're doing this because we love it (laughs) for right now. Again, I don't want to dwell too much on the rage that's brewing inside of me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but it's enough to know that you like the show and you were thinking about maybe giving a super chat or maybe you were trying to do a negative super chat and take money out of our account. That Either way, whatever, that's cool. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't get much. That's right. Zero, it's hard to squeeze a rock, right? Mad Hart saying, I have had dreams of loved ones from the past. It was so very real to be able to have a conversation with them. Kind of strange, but certainly seemed very real. So Matt, some, are we talking about deceased?
3: That they're reaching out
1: to you that way. Uh, yeah. Are these deceased people or just people, uh, you know, ex-girlfriends or something that you're, you know, you're having thoughts about or something like that. I'm kind of curious on that one. Michael yeah. Sean wants to know if you've seen the movie from Tom Cruise. I certainly have not. Uh... i never even heard of it. <laughs> wow. I've missed a whole bunch of these. I'm oh, sorry, man. Well, we uh, got a lot. Yeah, no, it's fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. They just kept going. Uh, Jason, you have the good fortune to make a new D. Oh yeah. damn man. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, you'll definitely have to go back and listen to the first 10 minutes, man. I was, I'm on a bender. Oh boy. Let's see. Everyone's talking about, uh, you can always get a PO box and we can mail you cash. Yeah. You know what guys, it's actually sad, but I have a feeling that someday if you want to talk and get paid for it, that's exactly how you're going to have to do it. And they'll probably figure out a way to ban that too, my man. So, uh, Tech will allow others to <laughs> download dreams. That is, uh, that's I, think that's, I read an article about that. They're looking to try to figure out a way to record them. I think that would be the coolest thing. I, I mean, as far as, yeah, like Jason, I would love to be able to, you know, I would pay to step into your dream, you know, for a night and, and see what it is that's going on. Oh my gosh. I believe I have a phone call, but uh, I, I would, VR. I don't know. Two of two in the call. No, let's see. Something happened, but then nothing happened. Maybe they'll try again. I don't know. i will got it up, but oh. let's um, go
3: back to the party. You giving me money? I yeah, yeah, I would pay
1: money to uh, to have you, to have you be able to let somebody in. And I bet you people would do that. Uh, gosh, you know, think about this. And I know we have a lot of guys on here, so this this might be make a few people laugh. But wouldn't you like to know exactly what the heck it is that goes on inside your significant other's brain? That'd be one <laughs> way to do it, right? We can't understand them in the real world. Maybe we could figure them out on the other side, right?
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know. That'd be
1: that'd be a little dangerous. Yeah. Smith and Wesson, um yeah. I, I'm reading his comment there and it's it's all true. Yeah. All the conspiracy theories are pretty much true, which is why they need to make those go away. Matt Hart saying I've had yeah, dreams dream. of both uh some a deceased father, but also friends overseas who I have no contact with. I I'll share oh, I do have a call here, so hold on a second. Hello, is this Brooke?
4: Yeah,
1: hi. Brooke, this is Eric. Let me see if I can add Jason back here. All right. Let's see here. I think that... All right, hang on one second. Jason, you back in? Oh, I'm still calling him. Hang on there. Uh, Matt, so I've had a dream... There we go. There's Jason. There? Yeah. So Brooke has joined the club here, and Brooke's going to be talking about her story. Brooke, I don't know. Are you uh, – can you see the comments section, or are you somewhere where you're just on a phone or whatnot?
4: I'm just on a phone. Okay.
1: Well, sometimes we'll be stopping to read comments here, so if it gets kind of weird, I'm just responding to questions because a lot of folks don't feel comfortable calling in. Um Okay. So Matt was just talking about, we've been talking about lucid dreaming some, and he was saying he's had dreams of both deceased people, but also friends overseas who he's had no contact with in a long time. I did have friends, uh, or a friend who for years I had dreams of meeting, and uh, and I thought, geez, you know, maybe he's passed on because he had kind of dropped off the planet, but it turned out he was alive, so I don't know if I was just dreaming that I was, you know, thinking about him and wondering where he was in this world, but... Jen, after next tactic saying, I have enough insecurity problems, I don't need to know about my girlfriend's mind. You know, you got a, <laughs> you got a real strong point there. Maybe that is a bad idea. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't want to know. I really wouldn't. <laughs> uh, Eric and Jason go back a long way. Some things are just meant to be. Mark, you are correct. How long have we known each other, my man? Was it 97? Yeah, rough 96, 97, something like that. Oh, boy. Anyway, Brooke, welcome Amazing. to the program. I don't want to steal any more time from our guest, and I'm happy to have you on here. Brooke, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to all the men and women listening to the Midnight Cafe.
4: Um, well, I have been having a lot of strange dreams pretty much my whole life, but in the last few years, I've had like weird premonitions and also like strange dreams about deceased people like seeking me out or... Kind of like attacking me and it's, it's not really a lot of fun but interesting stuff I guess and um, one story in particular that happened about a year and a half ago um, one of my close friends had been dating this guy who he had just gotten this new job at a wood chipping plant and uh, we were supposed to go watch him play darts one night and he never really called her back wasn't answering her phone calls so I went to sleep and When I went to sleep, I had like this weird hypnagogic hallucination, which is like hearing someone talking to you when your body's paralyzed, but you're like not quite asleep. And it was like there was a guy in my living room talking about death, and like it was kind of like he was talking about suicide, and like saying that if one committed suicide, you wouldn't like want people to know you did it, and it was just really weird. And Did you
3: actually see the guy or was it just a voice in your head?
4: Just a voice. Yeah. It sounded like, cause I was in my bedroom. It sounded like there was someone sitting on my couch in my living room talking, like almost like talking to themselves.
1: Oh, wow. That is yeah. very strange.
4: Yeah. It gets weirder. Um, so then I'm woken up at like midnight by my friend Liz. And she's like, sounds like she's like crying on the phone. She asked if she could come over And she came over, and she told me that her boyfriend had been killed that day at work, that he had been wearing a hoodie, which he wasn't supposed to wear, and been in a room of the wood chip plant he wasn't supposed to be in. And he either got hung or pulled into the wood chipper. Oh, jeez. Wow. I don't know. I just thought it was, if that's ironic, then... It's really weird. I didn't tell her about that because I didn't want her to feel like.
1: Yeah, probably better left unsaid when yeah. right after something like that happened. But, so, mm. wow, that's yeah. That's what?
3: What do you feel? Do you feel like that may have been him reaching out to you? Do you I think mean, that was kind of like a premonition? What do
4: you? Yeah, I don't have that happen a lot. Like, I don't really, um, like hear things when I'm going to sleep a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only happened a couple times. And the other time that it happened, I was like listening was like I was listening to a phone call between two people that I knew. Mm-hmm. And um, I later found out like that phone call had happened. So. Well, wow. Well,
2: that almost I wonder
1: again, is that is that maybe astral projection if you if you heard the phone call? Do you remember, like, felt like you were part of the conversation? Like maybe you were in the room? Yeah, it was
4: like I was like a fly on the wall.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's what I've researched when I was looking into astral projection. That's almost like what that feels like is you're able to travel to a different place and it could just be the next room over. It could be on the other side of the world and see events that are occurring. In fact, I do believe they talk about the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be at the exact same time. But very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. Got a comment here from Steven <clears throat> Dyer saying his wife had a paralyzing dream as well. Something pressing on her shoulders for 10 to 15 seconds and she couldn't talk at all. Is that uh, yeah. kind of the experience you're having?
4: Oh, I have the, I have those a lot. But that was like, I've had like feelings of something like touching me when I'm sleeping or like twisting my arm. And it sucks because I'll wake up out of it and then I'll like fall right back to sleep and it'll happen again and again. And well, that's disconcerting. But
3: Yeah. I have a hard time going to sleep after that. Yeah. Now, Brooke, one of the things that I found um, interesting when I first talked to you several months ago, like for me in my dream state, the, the way that I tell that I'm dreaming is that I don't feel pain, you know? So I've somehow worked it in my brain that if I want to know if what's going on is a dream, I'll pinch myself. And if I don't feel the pinch, then I know I'm dreaming. That's my cue. But I remember when I was talking to you, you actually feel pain in your dreams, don't you?
4: Yeah. I felt like being stabbed, um, being burnt. Um, a lot of times, like when I have dreams about, I have weird dreams about like spear, like finding people in my house that I know aren't supposed to be there. Like a fall, I falsely awaken in my dream and there's someone here and, um, I kind of will get like a bad vibe and once I realize that they're like dead then I feel like they catch on and I've had a few where they try to attack me and like will scratch me or like dig their nails into me and yeah I can feel it.
1: They ever say anything well. to you?
4: Um, I've had a, I've had a few where like there was one where I woke up in this weird trailer I'd never been in and there was like this weird feeling in it and there was dice on the floor that freaked me out so I threw them out the window in my dream and they all landed on sixes and that was weird so then I was like in the middle room of the trailer and I felt like some weird energy in the back room so I kind of like went to look but the door was kind of halfway open halfway closed and I didn't want to go in there. But then this guy came out who was like, I don't know, in his like late 20s, like my age and kind of like chased me down the hallway. And before I could like run past, he was in the front room of the trailer by the door and I couldn't get out. And he kind of talked to me and he was asking me to help him with something that He didn't really say what the task was, but it didn't seem good to me, and I kind of refused. And he told me that, well, like he said, well, in your waking life, like when you hear weird things like car alarms going off at night in your garage or just weird sounds, that it's just a feral scare in a wayward stare. And I don't know what that means personally, but I just thought it was weird, and I kind of carried it with me out of the dream. And then huh. I kind
1: of... We're getting I, uh, some comments here on this. And it's... Uh, Jason Kane is saying uh, that he thought sleep paralysis was linked to demonic. And he put it in kind of, uh, quote, stuff. And Audio Slave is also chiming in that her story is incredible. Can you all imagine what happened to others that revealed this type of vivid dream 200 years ago? And, yeah. Death, they were burned in Salem. <laughs> yeah. Salem witch trials, stuff like that. Um, this, I'll tell you what. It's giving me the chills. Obviously... And has this changed at all in the different places you've lived throughout your life? Or does this seem to follow you wherever you go?
4: I'd say it kind of follows me wherever I go. Wow. It's the house I live in now. um, Like nobody died here or anything that I know of, but it's gotten like more progressively. Like I have these dreams a lot that I'm waking up here and there's people here that are deceased. And like there's like more like talking to them is, like, dr- drawing more people, like, outside my house, and it's weird.
3: You think they finally found someone that they can commu- communicate with, and they're kind of yeah, coming to do that? Yeah, I don't
4: know. I stumbled upon I was reading, like, this article the other day, and um, it was talking about something called Dibbix, which is, I guess, um, Hebrew belief, and it's of deceased people who ha- have unfinished business that they often tend to seek out living people which i guess tend to be women or people in non-religious households and that they try to sometimes possess them to finish out their business and then when i don't know i haven't been possessed but um it kind of feels that way like i just read about it and i was like ooh, i don't know well Well, i know when i
3: spoke with you you had a lot of experiences with this you know what you felt like were demons and spiritual entities within your dreams
1: right yeah, I almost yeah. feel like this is more of a, a demonic issue or a spiritual issue than a sleeping issue. It certainly sounds that way. It's yeah, I've crazy.
4: Gone, I've gone to a sleep doctor because I had, like, um, they originally thought, like, maybe I had narcolepsy or something, and I don't know. I haven't really gotten any answers on that. So, like, some people have recommended that I talk to a medium, and
1: mm-hmm. I don't
4: know. I'm thinking about looking into that.
1: There yeah. are folks that specialize in that sort of thing, and... Most of them work for free. It was certainly, uh, well, I mean, I can't say certainly, but it'd it be a fairly good bet that it wouldn't do any harm. So uh, it might be worth trying that, yeah. Can't
3: yeah, I would definitely definitely it would definitely sound like you have a gift of some sorts, more so than a sleeping disorder. I don't
1: yeah. know if that's a gift or a curse, man.
3: Well, yeah, that's true, yeah. I think yeah.
4: about both, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sometimes when these dreams of spirits, like, I will have, like, helped them. Them and I'll wake up feeling like good, like I helped them. But
3: yeah, I remember them, you telling me like, you felt cool like friends. you you were able to help them cross over,
4: right? Yeah, and some of them I'm able to like help them see like the light and colors. I don't know, like some in colors, it's, it sounds really kind of silly, but um, Incredible. and then sometimes they'll like kind of lift up and go to the light, which is usually like the sun in my dreams.
1: I don't know. Hmm. We've well, we got what? some more comments coming in here. Jason Kane has uh, apparently had some very similar experiences. He's saying he doesn't think he's ever had a normal dream in his life. He says it's all lucid. He can manifest stuff, feel pain, temperatures, touch, mm-hmm. smell, you name it. It's both good and bad. And that apparently he's got used to it. So apparently, in that sense anyway, you're not alone, Brooke. But, uh, of, That's
4: good to hear. Yeah,
1: one of yeah. these people saying I need to take an online, online priest course and then I could... I could help you with that apparently, but no, I don't think, I, don't, I can't even help myself, my friend. Uh, wow. Yeah,
3: that truly is amazing. What Now when you help these uh, entities cross over, what do they appear to you as? Are they human or are they forms or what's, what's um, that like? There
4: was one dream where there was a little boy and um, like in this dream was like I woke up in my bed and there was like a little kid like, looking at me, and then he took me to some other house that I have never been to, and it seemed like in another state, and it was, like, he was stuck in the house. Um, I don't know how he had died or anything, but his family, like, wasn't really... Obviously couldn't see him or acknowledge him, and he was kind of being, like, mischievous, and they were sick of it, so it was kind of like a medium dream, but I, like, had to convince him to pass on, and it was like he kind of fought me off at first. And then eventually he did and he came back as a stray dog in the dream. And I just like kind of had a feeling it was him and kind of like told the family, like, you might want to hold on to this dog. I don't know. Incredible. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, the, the, yeah. uh, the thought of reincarnation is a, a different story or a different night altogether. But I will say that I, I'd, I'd like to believe that that is exactly what happens to us that, the theory of old souls, there are certain people you meet like you feel like you've known your whole life the first time you meet them. There are also people who are young but feel old. So I, I kind of do believe in that, that, that maybe sometimes when we have unfinished business or we didn't get it right the first, second or third time, that we're back here again. And it maybe sometimes when we do get it right the first time, we can choose to come back here as something else. So that's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting stories. Just, you got some really good stuff going here. Uh, does anybody here have any questions? If you want to leave them in the comments section, I'd be happy to pass them along to Brooke. If not, Brooke, you feel free to continue. This is kind of, uh, again, a little bit spooky, but very interesting. Yeah, definitely. We do have a very interesting comment that just popped up here. It's not so much a question, but Audio Slave is wondering, how do we expand this venue, meaning our show, For every 29 people like us that are open to these various explanations, there are like 29,000 that are busy trying to debunk everything that cannot be explained scientifically. Mm. Um, uh, I I don't know if I'm probably going to butcher this quote, but it goes back to conspiracy theorists, but you can fill it in with anything along these lines. This is not from art. I don't know who made this, but the definition of a conspiracy theorist is someone who has an open mind, and um, that's, that's the abbreviated version of it. Uh, If I just don't want to immediately take science for facts, that makes me a conspiracy theorist. But when it comes to stuff like this, show me a fact. There isn't one. So why Uh why can't we explore this? Why can't we feel like this is a possibility? We may unlock the mysteries of the human mind, of the spiritual world, of our true existence and purpose on this planet by looking into stuff like this with an open mind. And that is exactly why the Midnight Cafe is on the air, is it not? That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad for the 29 watching and someday I bet you there will be 29,000 watching because we're not going anywhere. Right on brother. Nope. That's right. right cool. Well, Brooke, I don't know. You keep ranting like that. We might not um, get I apologize. <laughs> it's
3: I just big not big. feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shirt. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Brooke, do you have any, like, in, I know you've already told some amazing stories, but do you have anything additionally memorable, something that's sticking out to you that you'd
1: like to share with us?
4: I don't know. There's like, they kind of all blend together. So I'm sure. Uh,
1: Do you remember when this all started? How old were you when these, these dreams started happening?
4: God. Um, I mean, it's gotten progressively worse. I've always had, like, I've always been able to feel stuff in my dreams and kind of like, feel like I've always been able to feel like, I don't hate to say like running from like a larger, like a, larger predator type feeling i don't know how to explain it but not like demonic stuff but um probably since i was like seven that i remember
1: wow so pretty yeah it's probably earliest memories right there i don't really know that i remember much past that so so it's it's either possible that that you're born with a gift or you could look at it as a curse or that somehow or another you know we talk about psychic mediums, you know, and and certainly some psychics are frauds, but there's a lot of proof out there that some psychics are not frauds. Whatever you're in, seem to be grounded to or in touch with. Obviously, seems like a real phenomenon to me. Um, that this happens so frequently to you can't can't help but wonder if maybe you're just attuned to that different dimension or that different the other side, so to speak. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
4: it's a cool thought.
1: Now, um, out of any of this, I know we focus on negative.
3: Do you, have you had any positives? Like, do you actually have good dreams? And I mean, do you feel good yeah, when you I help have, people cross over and that kind of stuff? Yeah,
4: I have good dreams too, but, um, I feel like those don't really like haunt me into the daytime as much. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> or I don't like try to decipher them as much. Cause... I got you. How about,
1: uh, what we were talking about before you joined the show was kind of clairvoyance almost. And, uh foretelling of the future have you experienced anything like that
4: yeah i've i've had some interesting clairvoyance um like one i had this one's kind of negative too i don't know but i had a dream once um that a friend of mine who She was very against abortion and in my dream I was at a hospital and she was in the bathroom and there was like a lot of blood places and she had told me she had just had an abortion and her boyfriend told her like was trying to get her out of there and I told her about this dream just because I thought it was really weird. I thought it would never happen and we kind of stopped talking like not because of that but we just kind of stopped talking for a while and then I reconnected with her about a year ago and she told me that it was weird to her because she did end up having to have an abortion and um, it was kind of exactly how I said like the boyfriend she was with wasn't supportive of her supportive of her and um, she had like an IV in and he like wanted her to leave the hospital and took it out of her arm and blood started spurting out and
1: jeez
0: that she
4: wow. really regretted it and I don't know. So,
1: yeah. That does sound like you know, a premonition of the future. Or, again, astral projection. Perhaps you were in the room. Even, yeah. you know? <laughs> how, how insanely weird is that? Uh, We've got some more comments coming in here. Brooke uh, is saying, Audio Slave is saying, Brooke, there have been suggestions that some lucid dreams can actually be controlled. That one can actually wake up during the event and change the scope or the outcome. Have you ever heard of that theory?
4: Yeah, and I've tried to do that, but um, sometimes, like, sometimes it'll work, but sometimes it won't. Okay. I don't know how to, like, sometimes I'll be able to, like, create forces in my dreams and stuff, but sometimes it will be like punching through water.
1: Yeah. Mike Miller's got a kind of comical thing. (laughs) Mike Miller says he can never find out what happens in his dreams. In the end, he says he guesses it's the government trying to censor that too. <laughs> Mike, you oh, just my. won the night. I don't know. We got an hour to go, but I think that one just won the night. <laughs> Smith and Weston does have a question for you, Brooke. Uh, ask Brooke if she feels like others react to an energy which she may project, or if she feels that she, uh, or that she may feel she is able to pull energy from others. Uh, the idea is uh, the antenna versus the vampire the energy vampire. Do you oh. give off your energy or do you feel like others are soaking the energy from you?
4: A lot of the time I feel like people are soaking energy from me and I work as a hairdresser and it's funny cause like I wax people's eyebrows and pretty much anyone whose eyebrows I'm waxing will say like, you know, this is painful, but for some reason it's weirdly relaxing when you do it. And I don't know.
1: You know, Brooke, it's interesting you say that because that's exactly the vibe Take I get off of you. I feel like you—you—you're uh, run down. I can just—I can hear it in your voice. I can feel it over the air. I don't know why that is, but I was—I was about hundred percent sure that was the answer you were going to give. That's interesting. Hey, I'm clairvoyant now. Yes. All right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> One point for wow. you. That's right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I got another question for you, Eric, Jason, and Brooke. Oh, that's not. A, that's more, that's, that's more of a comment. This is an Art Bell style, and he did a show uh, kind of based off of this. Remember the show Entity, the film with Barbara Hershey. Her encounter started with dreams and manifested into reality. Insanely scary. I do remember Barbara Hershey. I don't think I remember seeing that film. Very interesting. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. Uh, I think it was all black and white.
4: Uh, I have to put that on my list.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. I do remember, what is it, Natalie Wood made a movie right before she died called Dreamscapes, which had to do with people kind of living in lucid dreaming. Uh, that was a good movie. Yeah, it's been many years since I've seen that, but I do kind of remember that being a... Uh...
4: I think of uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, when I try to control it, where he, like, spins the dice, and if the dice falls, then he's dreaming, and if he's... I can't remember the name of it, but... It's kind
1: of... They're talking about something that... Uh, yeah, so uh, some kind of trigger in your mind that you can... Used to verify that hey this isn't reality this is this is a world that I'm in here it's not real huh yeah very interesting yeah. um wow well uh we're get, we're getting about close to break aren't we yeah we're getting close uh, uh we got night owl just chiming in here hi guys who's here and a lot of folks are saying this is a very interesting uh, topic and uh, we're keeping the viewership up so that's a good sign uh, brooke do you feel like You want to hang on for a minute or two or three and... uh, Oh, well, we got... I'll tell you what. We'll take this one last question from Audioslave and then we'll take a break. Does that work for everyone? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Okay. Uh, Audioslave is saying, Brooke, I mentioned much earlier about numbers in a lucid dream, but what about the colors? Do you believe that negative colors, red and black, and positive colors, white and green, are plausible? Does that... You were talking about colors, so what are the colors you're seeing in yours? Um, So there was one where there was
4: this old lady in my house who was dead and she like couldn't pass on and for some reason I like summoned the colored yellow for her Um and I also had a dream with like kind of a bad entity that was blue huh. which I don't I've never it's interesting that red and um, black are that's negative, an interesting
1: color so for negative I guess
4: blue would be associated yeah
1: so Maybe yeah that's sadness or something I don't know that's very interesting well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, uh, let's does do it. Let's take a little bit of a break. I'm going to play another song from our friend Marky Shaw. I think we played this before. And before we go to break, let me just throw this out there. Again, guys, this is kind of uh, this is kind of run by you. You know, so uh, if you want to call in, we'd be happy to have you on. If you want to ask Brooke questions, you certainly can. Don't be afraid to call us via Skype when we get back from this little break. If you have uh, if you have free-to-air or, or you know public domain music that you'd like to hear, play it on the station, uh, we'd be happy to play it for you. Just go ahead and send me an email, and I'd be happy to have that that's on right. here. And, and if you want to rebroadcast this show, go ahead and do it as well. Yeah, the whole show is free-to-air, so go ahead and restream this. Go ahead and upload it to your YouTube channel. Go ahead and do whatever you want with it. Until further notice, these shows are free, uh, and pretty much until we sign a contract with somebody that says we can't do that anymore. So uh, that's it. So with that said, I'm going to play uh, our new... Uh, Exit music here, and we'll go to a break here for a few minutes. Guys, uh, enjoy yourself. We'll be back here. It looks like in about, uh, about two and a half minutes, all right?
4: 1670, your home for Alternative Talk Radio. Step outside and the birds are singing. A day
0: where my phone won't be ringing. Got my car keys in my hand. Gonna dip my toes into the sand. Got my fishing rod and flip flops left on my laptop. Sunsets with the seashore as my backdrop. As my backdrop.
4: are open call us here at the
1: midnight cafe all right we are here once again looks like we lost a few folks probably going to take a bathroom break or whatnot are both my guests here Brooke and jason are you still with us yeah uh, i am here awesome dude somebody's asking about the uh, audio slate so wants to know what that song was that is Marky shaw's simple man and uh listen uh I can't give this guy enough free uh, advertising. Unfortunately, that's all I can give him is free advertising. But (laughs) Marky Shaw did the song for Farpoint Farms, and uh, he is an excellent songwriter, an excellent uh, musician. And uh, if you're looking to have a song of your own, we talked about this once before, Jason, but literally everybody needs their own theme song, and Marky Shaw is the guy to get it done. He makes some great music, and he's also just a really nice guy. So uh, please go over and visit him. He has a YouTube page. He's on iTunes. (laughs) And uh, someday he's going to become a multi, multi, multi millionaire. And I just hope he remembers us little guys down here. So, <laughs> uh, if somebody linked to his page. I appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, no.
3: He, he's a real great guy, too. I don't know if you guys were on here when he called in. He's just real humble down to earth. It's just, uh, you know, definitely anything you can do to help him out. It also every... look,
1: looks like we have competition for the best comment of the night. Jason Kane just chimed in. I'm sorry. Jamaica dog just chimed in, uh, asking if you've ever had a dream you never awoke from. Uh, he says he did. It took a couple hours of walking around the house trying to figure it all out, and then he realized it wasn't a dream. So... <laughs> I like that. Are, are you in Colorado, Jamaica? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like that. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, oh man, oh man. Anyway, That's amazing. Um, Brooke, to go. Uh, let's go back to you. Uh, Have you done research into this situation that you're having? Have you... What are your thoughts on what's causing this? What's going on? What is... I mean, you Obviously, if you've been living with this since seven, you've certainly spent a lot of time dwelling on the possibilities, and I'd love to hear your theories
4: on that. Uh, Well, there is, like, this family story in my family that kind of around that time, um, my mom has married this guy who uh, I called him my dad, and... Anyway, he was working for this guy in Southern California as a mechanic, and um, the boss's name was Steve, and Steve had like this really nice mansion with all these Harleys, and my, my parents kind of said that Steve might have been in a biker gang, maybe the Hells Angels, um, and that Steve might have screwed someone out of, I don't know, money or drugs, I don't know. But that one morning when my stepdad went to open the shop with three other guys, there was a bucket outside of the shop with, like, a lid on it and a bunch of coins scattered around it. And they called Steve and said, like, it was weird, creepy. They wanted to call the cops. And Steve didn't want them to call the cops and told them to clean it up. So they did. And inside the bucket was clumps of hair and serrated knives and coins like that and i don't know oh, wow. just didn't have a good feeling about it oh, and
1: witchcraft the or something
4: four,
1: they said witchcraft yeah, yeah
4: i even talked to my mom about that and she's like yeah like in los angeles there was a lot of people who thought they were witches and anyway out of the four guys my stepdad said like two of them died within the next year or so and Jeez. he swears that whoa he swears that his life was forever changed. And I mean, honestly, it seemed like it was, but I kind of sometimes feel like it might've like rubbed off on the whole household. Wow. That's
1: an amazing thing to think about. Well, Jason, we talked in another night about, uh, you know, the experience with the Ouija board and how I'm a firm believer that, you know, that, that stuff can definitely, Contaminate. I mean, that can definitely bring in a bad, bad juju or whatever you want to call it. But uh, absolutely, and once it's there, it pretty much can do what it wants to. It may have been that they were, you know, sending bad vibes towards those people, and you just caught some collateral damage on that. Uh, I've got a really interesting comment here. Uh, Jamaica Dog is saying that he wasn't joking about that. That uh, he felt like he was in a different reality for that time. And then, in a nanosecond, he was back after being given instructions on what I was to do. Wow. Oh wow. Who gave you the instructions,
3: Jamaica dog? Wow, that's really um, interesting. Do you think that's like a time or dimension slip, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. kind of like that time slip we talked about the other night. Where yeah. You know, you move into a different reality there for, or you know, in the future, or. huh.
3: Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, though. so we
1: have some people asking questions on that about, you know, what were you what were you supposed to do? I'm very curious to hear that stuff myself. Uh, back to you, Brooke. I have to say that's uh a, 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 that's pretty frightening. I, I I'm you know, I'm out of my league on this subject. Jason, I don't know that even you're in your league. I know you've had some yeah, lucid I'm... dreaming experiences, but this sounds almost supernatural. Yeah, this is definitely above
3: my head on this one as far as experience and stuff, but
1: Well. Uh, again, I kind of wonder, Brooke, if maybe uh, you might reach out to some folks in the paranormal and investigating community and see if there's any people out there that might have some experience with demonic possessions or possessions in general, and maybe they can, uh, I don't know, maybe they can help yeah. with that. It's pretty spooky stuff. Yeah, I do thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, don't, you know, I don't know off the top of my head what else could you really do about that. Obviously, you've been living with yeah. your whole life, I guess. Yeah. If they yeah. were truly evil spirits, you'd probably wouldn't be talking to us right now. You'd probably be gone, but it's still tragic in its own way. Yeah.
3: I just find it amazing that you're able to have the ability to help others cross over. Like you're almost like you have a dual role, you're having to deal with all that nightmare and everything else, but you're also, you know, the ability to do something good. So to me that's a that's actually an amazing piece to take away from it.
4: Yeah, it kind of feels like I'm like just in between enough that I don't know.
3: Do you Yet ever feel it, able,
4: okay. able nope. to, like, reach these people, but at the same time, like, I can live a normal life and not be consumed by it?
3: Wow. Do you feel like you're trying to be pulled one way or the other? Like, a, you know, you get a In a, the a dreams, definitely.
4: Yeah. I'm, like, feel like I'm being, like, pulled into it, and then, like, I'll, like, fight to wake up out of it. And sometimes when I wake up, I'll stay awake for a little while just to, like, try to shake it off.
3: Oh, I'm Sometimes sure I wouldn't want to go back to sleep either. <laughs> do you have any tricks that you developed in your dream world to kind of prevent that from happening, or
4: not quite?
3: No, not yet. Uh,
1: we do have another question for Brooke here. Well, first Stephen Dreyer saying, uh, "Not sure about the entities, but you do know he just walked in the kitchen and totally forgot what he needed." Uh, <laughs> Steve, uh, welcome to old age, man. I've definitely got that problem going on. I don't think I go into another room and I'm like, "Wait a minute, wait, wait." <laughs> Anyway, Brooke, uh, Audio Slave would like to know, who actually listens to you when you describe the particular events? I have experienced that family members and friends are the last ones to confide in. All they do is laugh it off. So who do you talk to as far as, I mean, obviously you're talking to us tonight in the world, but uh, you have to have somebody to confide in. Is there someone out there that has maybe similar experiences that you've been able to bounce these uh, stories with, you know, these experiences with?
4: Yeah, weirdly, the girl who I had the uh, abortion dream about, she has kind of had similar paranormal experiences, and I can, like, bounce things off of her, and she has had similar experiences.
1: Well, um, at least there's some I comfort know, in that, I hope.
4: Some weirder than me. Mm, yeah, Yeah, but I would say family members, like, I'll talk to my mom about it, and she can, she'll be like, you have a Really vivid imagination. I used to dream like that, and it just stopped one day. And my grandmother's never had a dream like that in her life. Um, I do have like my, my aunt on my dad's side has dreams just like I do. So
1: okay, you know it's <laughs> you know, and I I don't think I ever will criticize anybody that just shrugs stuff like that off because there's a large portion of the uh, world that probably. Never has to experience anything out of the ordinary, and uh, and you can consider them lucky or unlucky depending on your view of the world. But I think there are a lot of people who will immediately shut off an idea that there's aliens, or shut off the idea that ghosts exist, or shut off the idea of you know lucid dreaming, astral travel, possessions. I mean, we could go on and
3: Absolutely, on. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Those people exist, and I don't I don't hate them or look down on them or anything like that. I think. Sometimes I'm a little, I don't know, I'm not jealous because I have, I'm too much of a thinker. You know, I just, I want to, I want to go out and find the answers to those things, even knowing that I probably never will know the answers to many of these questions. But I want to at least ask right. them and explore them. Um, but I am very happy to hear that you at least have someone you can talk with. Uh, and uh, another a young lady, Margaret Night Owl, is asking you if you have ever had violent nightmares. She chimed in a little late, so she may not have heard the first half of this. And she wants to know, have they ever turned physical? Like, I, I imagine waking up with bruising or anything like that. I know you feel mm-hmm. like there's someone in the room, and sometimes they feel like they're putting pressure on you. But I wonder, uh, I, I just wonder if, it, is, uh, have you ever had that?
4: Uh, I haven't, like, woken up with marks. So that's one thing my friend asked me. She'll be like, well, did you have a Mark or something? And not really, but, like, I'll have, like, kind of, like, sleep paralysis. And feel like something's trying to force itself down my throat or wow. into my body somehow. Wow. Yeah. Boy,
2: that's like weird. that
4: dream where I saw the color blue was in my dream, there was like this hooded figure that came through my door into my house and it disrobed, and there was nothing there except for the color blue and it kind of just like absorbed into my whole house. And in the dream, like the timeline was like over months. And I was like like, trying to get it out of my house and it was like doing stuff in the mirror with like, I'd look in the mirror and my face would like get weird. Um, but in that dream, when it disrobed, I, I felt it trying to force down my throat. And I kind of just, like, fight it off, and thankfully I'm successful in the dream. But
1: this sounds so much like some kind of demonic entity, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, and it sounds like
3: um, you're kind of guessing, but that whole bucket incident, I can't help but wonder. Yeah. I mean, you said the blue absorbed itself into your house. I mean, it may not have been able to get you specifically, but...
1: It's just yeah. always around you.
4: I, I stage my house pretty regularly now.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a good yeah, idea. Yeah. We've got Thanks, a lot yeah. of uh, comments and, and also other stories and Eric, coming in here.
3: Yeah, man. And, and I, um, Brooke can only join us. She has to leave at quarter after eight. So okay. I'm sorry.
1: I should have warned everybody a little all right. quicker than that. But. Uh, okay. Well, I'll stick I with just questions directly related okay. to her. Go, 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 go. Uh, uh, Michael Sean is just telling you, try not to let them bother you all day. Uh, he, he says he can empathize 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 yeah that's how sick i am empathize it's easy for you to say yeah right i think i had one of these last week too i learned to let it go not to let it set my mood all day uh she's he's wishing you the best wishes and, and thanks for calling yeah. in and sharing so i think well, people thanks. are just saying that uh, thankfully
4: i am able to like shake it but i do like my memory is too good i kind of i remember them but wow makes good storytelling
1: uh we have another call coming in i'm gonna go ahead and add uh Margaret to the call here. Hold on, everyone. I'm not sure how this will work, but let's give it a shot. Margaret, you there?
2: Yeah, I'm here.
1: Margaret, hang on. I'm going to let everyone else get back in on the call, and we'll go from there, okay? Okay. Hopefully they'll join us here in a second. I can wait. All right. Well, Margaret, while we're waiting for them, what, uh, what do you have a story you'd like to add or a question?
2: Well, mine is, you know, I, I'm not sure if you would call it lucid dreaming, but I'll give it a shot. Um, it was a few months ago last year, and I described it to one of my friends that lives in Holland. And I was I was actually fall, f- falling, flying around in his country. And I, I was an owl.
1: Very and interesting. I,
2: yeah, I was. Um, I was flying around, and I landed on this pole. Well, I, I turned back into my myself. I climbed down. I walked to the city, and uh, actually, let me go back a bit. I, before I landed on this pole, I saw this dragon following in the same exact direction I was going. Well, after I landed on this pole, climbed down, walking towards the city, this dragon, it came up where the bridge was, and as soon as I, I guess you say, reached out to touch it, I woke up. Now, that's about it a bit. I woke up, and that was it. I I just haven't been able to... Just
3: left an impression for you, huh? Wow. Yeah. Very interesting
1: very much so thank you for sharing that with us uh-huh. what's your thoughts on brooke's story do you think that that's uh, lucid dreaming or do you think that's something more sinister both yeah
4: i yeah i was gonna say like i have a lot of dreams where i'm like flying around too, like a bird and also in that dream where like that blue whatever absorbed into my house eventually it did turn into a bird and I was able to get it to fly out the window.
1: How oh, strange. Oh, wow.
4: So I, for, I feel like birds are kind of like a re, reoccurring theme too in my dreams.
0: That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: All right. We had a, I don't know if you saw, Audio Slave said, Brooke, this is not a joke. Pick a movie that comes close to what you believe and share with us just for their, just so they can kind of get an idea of what you're going through, I think. Is there anything close that you could even describe for that?
4: Um, I mean, if you've ever seen Donnie Darko, I feel like that movie kind of like, I feel like he has kind of like premonition, like dreams and they're a little bit dark. I don't know. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't end like Donnie Darko does, but
3: very interesting. That is
4: interesting. interesting. And I've had a few that were kind of like Rosemary, Rosemary's baby. Oh God. Oh, f-
1: yeah. Not God. good. Man, we've this is this uh, we've got a lot of very interesting uh, comments and stories in the uh, in the comment section tonight. I don't know, Jason, if you've been reading some of these things, but it's just been, yeah. blowing me away with some of these stories. I feel Man. I feel uh, and some part of me feels a little left out and other parts of me feels like I'm happy that I'm being left out of this whole side <laughs> of the world. <laughs>
4: I mean i could tell
1: it to come your way no 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 no. <laughs> no i got i got lots of other problems i don't need those problems too that's wow that's just crazy uh did you see air Eric, Eric
3: code 503 said he remotely viewed his uncle's death while lucidly
1: dream while lu- during a lucid dream geez that's freaking tragic man that is not something i would wish on my worst enemy i'm sorry to hear that you no, had really. to vis- witness that but lots of very interesting stuff coming in uh I'm kind of interested in hearing more about uh, um, Jamaica Dog's story. You know, talking about how he was he was told to do stuff and it changed his life. Uh, just amazing. Smith and Wesson had kind of a comical comment, but not terribly untrue either. He says he f- felt like somebody was shoving something down his throat. He would he would be throwing hands. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that that you might jump out of this sleeping state and just be freaking out. Have you ever had that where you've Come out of one of these episodes and just completely lost it.
2: I know when I asked Brooke about the uh, violent nightmares where it felt like it got physical. Yeah, I I had one of those when I was taking some pain meds for my last surgery. I had to immediately quit taking those pain meds because uh, my my husband had to wake me up out of a deep sleep because I felt like like Freddy Krueger kind of thing. Yeah, where I felt I felt like I had. Razor sharp knives going down my back. And that was was terrifying. I'm not going to say any explicitives, but that's how it felt.
1: Yeah. Wow. Man, this is something else here. And, you know, we could go on for hours just about the concept of what dreams are, you know, when they're working the way they're supposed to, so to speak. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously they've done sleep tests and, and a lot of stuff where if you don't get the eight hours of sleep, if you don't get six hours of sleep, if you go into sleep deprivation long enough, you'd straight up lose your mind. You, you become, you know, mm-hmm. fairly insane. I would say it would be the most... Middle... It, will, it will kill you if you don't get enough sleep. Yeah, so there is a deep uh, primal reason why we have to dream. And, you know, we don't really even understand what that is. Like, we are obviously solving problems at times in our dreams. We are obviously having... Working out issues, interpersonal issues, issues with trying to fix things, issues on all sides. But these things seem like almost like they're they're like a sidetrack, you know, like, I I don't know. I don't even know where to go with this. I'm just kind of, I'm blown away by this.
3: I'd be more interested to hear what people think about the concept, actually. I mean, because Brooke's story is very interesting. It sounds more spiritual. And, you know, like you said, whether a gift or a curse, you know, she has something that most people don't have. But when you talk about, you know, remotely viewing your uncle's death and all that stuff, is this, you know, a regular lucid dream? Like for me, it's just the brain. I'm just wondering what's, you know, is this something that's, uh, you know, premonitions? Is it just a brain dreaming and we get lucky? I mean, that's what I'm, you know, the science doesn't really explain it much either. I'm just curious what everybody else's thoughts are, what actually comes from them.
1: Well, this is uh, a very interesting two, two things, and I do know this from experience. Uh, one person saying she made an interesting comment, Al made an interesting comment about meds, legal or illegal, and how they can have effect on lucid dreaming. I will say that on certain medications that I've taken over the years, you know, for injuries or whatnot, that those have led to uh, rather vivid nightmares. So certainly yeah. they affect us in the daytime, they make us groggy, or they make us feel different. They're obviously having an effect on our brains while we're asleep. And I'm not a doctor, but it just affects your
3: REM. I mean, it it, it takes how quick you go into it and yeah. how far you're into it.
1: And certainly, there's also stories, is it Ambien, Jason? That is the one where uh, people are known to like get up and go drive cars or go walk into traffic because they're they're asleep, but their bodies are doing whatever they're doing in the dream. They get up and wander off. Is that it's the sleeping medicine? I think it's called Ambien. That there were a lot of stories about that initially. People like yeah. getting up and going and making a bowl of cereal in their sleep and then go back to bed and it's and then and they're they're out. I mean they are out. Well,
3: people who suffer from narcolepsy, that happens to normally they call them uh, micro sleeps. They
1: can actually be having a conversation with you and actually be asleep and just check out. <laughs> yep, just check out. Crazy man. Smith and Weston chime in. He's done four days with no sleep. Everything visual lost texture, very interesting. The longest I stayed up was uh, about thirty six hours, and I was definitely having some visual. Uh, hallucinations or just some, some blurs and some offsetting. I think mm-hmm. I felt okay. You know, I was young and I, I was, I was, uh, you know, I think I was still coherent or making good calls, good choices, but I don't know. Pretty weird.
3: Yeah. It's, it's major cra Brooke did
1: have to leave us. So oh, she
3: said that I'm sorry, Brooke. She had stuff she, she had to do.
1: Well, uh, I want to thank uh, Brooke and I hope everyone out there got uh, some interesting info out of that. That was nice of her to spend some time with us. And uh, I appreciate her coming and stopping by. That was yeah, absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's good. So, oh, Waverly's chiming in. Waverly, if uh, you wanted to call in tonight and uh, talk about some of what Brooke was talking about there, uh, we could fill you in. It seemed a lot to me like a demonic issue. Crazy. I don't know if you saw this comment. If you had an error code 503, he said that he read a book from
3: a Buddhist monk so and learn how to lucid dream I'd be interested to hear more about that yeah I would
1: I would so uh the lines are, are pretty much open if anyone wants to call in <laughs> Mark, Mark ate an entire package of Oreos in his sleep that's something I probably would do I tell you what
3: I definitely would and probably have several times
1: as uh, someone's saying my new Kubota will get possessed Christine style this is the path of show here she oh. plows in <laughs> <laughs> Plows into the antenna can Enjoy the skip. Yeah, seriously, we need a little bit of light relief here. That's been a crazy, interesting night. I don't know. Not the direction I thought the show would take, but uh, uh, very interesting indeed. So, uh, yeah, like I said, if if anyone wants to chime in or give us a call where the lines are open, we've got about a half hour to go.
2: (laughs) Bella!
3: Yeah, it's just stories like that that make you realize how deep this really goes. I mean channel through the dreams there's so many aspects of it because there's a lot of positive things too you have a good lucid
1: dream i mean it's fun steven said he remotely viewed himself driving a white yugo i lived the dream bro i lived the dream <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh huh. boys well, i'm just terrible friends. tonight
3: so come <laughs> on guys call in i'd love to hear some of your dreams tell us about them
2: if you yeah. haven't seen the movie christine you should
1: yeah that's a great movie Stephen king movie <laughs> It really is. Gosh, I'll tell you what. I am gonna, I want to change the, the topic here for a minute just to get yeah, looks, that out of my head. Because uh, that was kind of hard to follow up behind that anyway. It was deep. So I'm going to change the subject completely. I'm going to do something completely off show. Uh, and here's what it is. Adam, uh, don't ever talk about TV. But I watched uh, a show called The Orville the other night. I don't know if any of you all have heard of this show. But it's made by Seth MacFarlane, the guy that makes Family Guy. I've not heard of, I imagine it's going to be funny if it was made by him. But surprisingly, it's it's uh, if you liked Star Trek, he actually made, and I don't know how he hasn't gotten sued, but I stumbled across this show of his. where It's just like Star Trek, but they changed all the names of everything. So uh, if you haven't seen it, it actually is a really good show. I know they oh, brought... Like
3: they, what's that? They had the, the ship in there and everything? They I mean, it is...
1: It yeah, I mean, like, you know, instead of the Federation, it's called, like, the Union... And the ship looks almost like a, like the the Enterprise, and uh, and their uniforms look the same. And I mean, it's I don't know how he hasn't gotten <laughs> sued, but apparently the show's been on the air for a little while, and I just found out about it. And I'm 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 hooked, so I'm gonna have to see if it's maybe on Netflix or something like that. But I'll tell you, uh, if you it's not on there, okay. Are you familiar with that show?
2: I've seen the previews.
1: Yeah, it's actually uh, you know I thought it would be something where with him he's kind of got potty mouth and a little bit of, you know, dark humor, <laughs> but it's, it really is that it's actually very, very much if, if you like the next generation, that, that kind of wholesome, you know, not kind of in your face, wholesome, but wholesome storylines, it's actually pretty darn good show. So, uh, I'm going to throw that out there okay. just to change the mood a bit, but I, I really enjoyed it and it's, uh, it's worth checking out.
2: I'm watching <laughs> Lucifer right now.
1: Lucifer, okay, yeah. <laughs> You're right along with the mood then, aren't yeah, you? That was, yeah, and we slide right back into demons. <laughs> you can never escape. Yeah, all right.
2: Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry, One little, but apparently the whole cast wants to, never mind. Okay. You'll have to watch the bloopers to understand.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Jason, how about you, man? Any television you've been into?
3: No, not here recently, man. I've uh, I, I stick mostly to the computer and stuff. I'm not much of a conversationalist when it comes to TV.
1: Yeah, like I said, I don't hardly ever watch any. Uh, try to think of what we were doing that they had the TV on in the background and it just kind of came on, and I thought, man, this is actually pretty good. And once you see something like that and you like it, then you might go hunt it down. But again, you know, I've talked about I have a I don't we don't have cable here, but we have the the big antenna on the roof and and. And it's like I put it up, got it all working, and and hardly ever used the thing just because it's just garbage. Most of the stuff is just
3: you know you know what that reminds me of is I remember your old house. You actually one a few people had one of them big, massive, movable satellites.
1: Yes, sir, man, the big dish. Oh, yeah, God, I love that thing. Was thing. Often, wasn't it? Man, when I moved up here, I thought about trying to go, you know, go and knocking on folks' doors and try to buy an old one out of somebody's yard, but uh, hardly any I left up here, and I don't even know if anybody uses that stuff anymore. But I love that. That was so cool. I think the signal's transferred over. I don't think it would work now, would it? Uh probably not. It's probably all gone digital. But man, I, I yeah, I used to you'd push a button and watch that big old dish, ten foot dish, just roll across the backyard arc. Uh, I felt like I was in the future, man. It was so cool.
3: <laughs> and nothing else that looked cool. I didn't yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was saying uh, <laughs> Michael Sean saying at one point in his life he was looking for a twelve step program to handle his Oreo addiction. I'm right there, it with doesn't you. exist. Just, yeah, give just give in. Just give in. Give in. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be mainlining Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica Duck saying Lucifer, they have a show about the speaker of the house. Boy, she was in rare form <laughs> the other night, wasn't she, man? Good lord. Yes, she was. Uh, Jason and Erica. Uh, he's saying, Hey, I watched Convoy a uh, few days ago. Flashbacks, oh man, Convoy was a heck of a seventies movie. That one and oh, there was wow. actually a movie that literally was called like CB or Citizens Band. And it's horribly bad, but it's horribly funny if you are into CB. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Homestead Rescue is my favorite show. That's probably a cable one, but it sounds interesting. Uh, it does. He said, That's I took 12 cool. steps straight to the coverage for the Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Audio Slave wants to take a serious turn, and I'd be happy to do so. Uh, this is a, This is something I'm certainly knowing something about. Off topic a bit, but I believe everyone here needs to realize the seriness, seriousness of a possible EMP in the near future. And, uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, slave Sam is one of the reasons he became a prepper. Uh, Jason, uh, you may not be an expert on this field, but I certainly am. Uh, the book uh, by Forstein, Richard Forstein, I think it is, One Second After, I read that back in uh, 2011, I think it was, late 2011 or early 2012, and uh, changed my life. And uh, that's one of the main reasons. It's not one that I talk about much in the Farpoint channel, but it's one of the main reasons that I uh, moved up here. Geographically, I don't identify exactly where I live, but geographically I picked a location that was uh, 50 miles plus away from any nuclear reactors and in what's called a fishbowl. So the overpressure of uh, something going on that would be uh, you know, an air burst or a ground burst would not affect the property directly.
3: So, where's the possibility of this EMP coming from? So, there's two
1: possible causes for an EMP that we could uh, put us right back. And, and people like to say in the, in, the, in the dark ages, but actually it'd be a lot worse than that. So, an EMP is an electromagnetic pulse. It can be caused and has happened before by the sun. The sun has coronal mass ejections that shoot out of this, you know, all the time. The, the sun, solar flare is what they're most commonly known, right? Mm-hmm. So, a solar flare goes off and it generally shoots off in a direction out into space. Every once in a while, and we know that this does happen because it has happened before, it'll shoot off and it'll directly at the Earth. Now, while this sounds like it might burn you to death or something like that, it doesn't do that, but it creates a massive magnetic field. It's such a powerful field that uh, when, it, when it hits the Earth, if it were to hit the Earth, it actually would put so much static electricity, so much magnetic electricity into all the devices that everything would, would fry, fry everything. simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, This actually happened, I think it was in 1896. They had one that hit the uh, U.S. area. It was so powerful. And now we're talking before the turn of the century, so very limited electronics were going off then, right? But this thing was so Mm -hmm. powerful, it lit fire to the telegraph wires that were strung across the United States. Wow. Lit fire. So think of every power line in America bursting into flames. Think of the electronics in your house bursting into flames. A worst-case scenario is every... Wooden structure in the United States burns to the ground that day. Every automobile stops running that day permanently. Every computer stops working that day permanently. Everything stops working that day permanently that has any kind of electronics in it. That would be our end. It would. Or the start of our end. Yeah. So the United States government researched this and said, yep, it definitely can happen. In fact, we're able to duplicate it using high burst, high altitude nuclear weapons. We can uh, create an EMP pulse that would do similar damage to a country. Or an enemy could do the same to us. And, and the idea here is that during the research that they did, they said within one year of a EMP event on the mainland of the United States, 90% of the population would be dead. Wow. I
3: think that's generous. They, they probably would kill each other within yeah. six months, I think.
1: I think it would be higher than 90%. I think you'd be looking at maybe 2 or 3% of the population left, and those would be... That'd be tough. Every animal that you can think of, be it man's best friend or uh, or a wild animal, would be also be dead and eaten because starvation mm-hmm. would be a huge issue. Cannibalism would be a huge issue. It's, yeah. uh, it's a horrific thing to think about. It's also something that's entirely, entirely possible in our lifetime. In fact, if the lights went off right now, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. Um, these things, they're enemies of the United States that have perfected these weapons. We've perfected these weapons. And for reasons that are unknown to me, we've decided not to protect ourselves against these weapons. So for those of you out there listening or listening to the show in the future, if you want to do a show on EMPs, uh, I'd be happy to get some people on here that were more knowledgeable mm-hmm. than me, but I'm telling you scary stuff, man. You want to, yeah, I mean, def- yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Horrifying, man. So uh, that is EMPs, uh, in a, <laughs> in a, in a nutshell. Uh, Smith & Wesson saying start buying Mountain House. Yeah, you know, here's the problem with uh, prepping is that you can save up everything you can save up, but somebody's going to be knocking on your door to steal it when the time comes. That's you know, right. only get so many of them before one of them gets you. Uh, yeah, better get some arms. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica Dog saying I'm in a good place. Bigfoot, will we want to crash your place. Yeah, he's got to stay low. Somebody's <laughs> thinking about eating them or something. Uh, don't let him play with my new lift, though. That's right. I don't want people busting my stuff up. That's right. <laughs> Uh, some people saying good to know that, that people are taking this seriously. We are, uh, and Erico's asking if a pole shift could cause an EMP. I believe a pole shift is going to cause, uh, chaos on a different scale, although it could be the same. Mm -hmm. Again, we don't know the magnetic structure of the sun, uh, you know, if it, if it blows something in our direction, it might push the poles, you know, out of, out of whack, but, uh, Yeah, your guess is as good as mine on whether that could do it. I do... uh, Everything I've read about pole shifts would be that if it was just a magnetic pole shift, we lose our magnetic shielding around the Earth, and it's literally like getting gut-punched repeatedly by every asteroid and meteorite that usually gets deflected by it. Uh, Just take a look at the moon and all those craters and realize those things come in for a reason. So we're protected by that field, and if it fails, even for a day or two, that'd probably be the end of us all. Uh, Yeah, it wouldn't take much. Yeah. So, uh... As far as a, a geographical, what do they call it, that? Crust displacement type pole shift. I think we'd all be smoked pretty much like twenty twelve. I think, literally, yeah. you know, simultaneous earthquakes and volcanoes worldwide, and then followed by probably a, a you know nuclear winter type scenario or ice age. Mm-hmm. Cat lover, I'm jealous of you. She says she bought a Harvest Right freeze dryer. Those things are great. Uh, they're also very pricey, but it's kind of like you can take any food, Jason, throw it in there, and and uh, freeze it up. And not, oh, wow. not freeze it like freezer, but like dehydrate it and freeze it. So mm-hmm. it becomes, it maintains all its value. It's really nice stuff. We looked into it, but That's it's true. too rich for my blood.
3: Yeah. I was ta- I was speaking with somebody the other day who has a, a place up in the New York mountains and they, it took him a lot of permits and everything, but he's using the Creek. He built his own motor and stepped it down. His house is fully powered. Uh, yeah. You know, he's going down that prepping road. Along those lines, and it, it amazes me what he did.
1: It's he uh, spare I, I, motors. I have a co worker that does that. He lives in a shipping container, his house is 100% off grid, solar, and uh, he uses a very ingenious system. He uses a ram pump, which is a requires no power to pump water up mm. to the top of a hill. It fills up a gigantic tank of water. Once the water mm. fills, it flips a valve, and the water runs down and runs a uh, water generator at the bottom of the hill. I mean, this is such oh, wow. an incredible setup this guy has. So uh, very interesting. Uh, so uh, there's I, when we moved up here, I looked heavily into that, you know, uh, off-grid power supplies, and and we do have some off-grid power. Whether or not it be protected from an EMP, I doubt, but it is nice to have that idea of self-sufficiency. Obviously, we have spring water up here, so we don't have to worry about that. But um, crazy. Man.
3: I feel like I feel like an EMP could be the worst disaster to ever hit us. I mean, as much as reliable as we are in electricity and technology, I mean that's everything.
1: We're, yeah, we're, you know, like people say, it's like turning us back, uh, you know, a hundred years, but no, it's not. So if we go back to a time when humanity existed, but there was uh, no power, those people were used to not having any power, had exactly. built the equipment, had the resources, knowledge, and uh, infrastructure to exist without power. So it's, so it's
3: like pre-evolution.
1: It is. It's taking a civilization that doesn't know what a shovel does and handing them a shovel. Mm-hmm. Man, starvation and uh, just insanity insanity yeah,
3: so. that would be bad I hope
1: it's not in my lifetime but I, I like I said if the lights went out right now it wouldn't surprise me a bit this is stuff we can't control and there are certainly enemies who would use it to their advantage if they got the chance so Stephen Dreyer saying he still has a Crane radio brought, bought while listening to Art Bell's show in 99 man I'm, I'm, I am I'm think it's cool Stephen, that you're in here listening and I think it's cool that you used to listen to Art's show and I think it's cool that he bought a radio because I, yeah, I know he plugged Sea Crane stuff all the time and they're great radios too so that's awesome also, I don't know, Jason. I don't know if I mentioned it, but we are being broadcast on 100.3 tonight, which I is I really saw nice. that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, a newbie to prepping, learning more every day. Yeah, you know, look again. It's, and we, I talked about this briefly, and this is why I don't talk about it on Farpoint because prepping will get you banned. You know, you can't you can't say it anymore, you get demonetized. So, uh, but uh, prepping is is like for some reason it's become a bad word, and it's just so stupid. I went to you know middle school and high school and and uh, was a Boy Scout, and and the whole motto of the Boy Scouts is what? It's, it's be prepared. So mm-hmm. now all of a sudden being prepared is, is stupid, is bad, you're paranoid. I mean, what, what is wrong with being prepared? You call it the word prepper and everybody gives you the stink eye, but damn, what happened to this country when, when the idea of being a little bit self-sufficient and taking care of yourself was...
3: <sighs> it went away. I mean, God, man, it what? went away. That's just crazy. I don't know. What's worse is that they think you're crazy for doing it. You can't even have your opinion about it. Just no. Just like you were saying. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, if I want to be like, you know, hey, guys, gals, you know, out there, maybe maybe it's not a bad idea to have more than a single day's worth of groceries in your house. Oh, my God, you're one of those. <laughs> you're one of those people. Come on, you know.
3: Come it just on. shows you how reliant we are on what we have around us, and that's why I'm thinking that EMP would be a disaster. Uh, so They trust it, and they shouldn't.
1: So here's another thing that they they said in this, and and that is that in the United States, no matter what the disaster is, we are always no more than 72 hours from disaster because the average household in America has no more than a 72-hour supply of critical items, water, food, whatever they need, medication. So after 72 hours, if they don't have it, they're going looking for it. The first place they're going to go is the grocery store, and they're going to loot that, and the next place they're Mm -hmm. going to go is your house. So uh, it's scary stuff, man. But
3: that's why I was saying a year was generous. I'd see that being bad way much sooner.
1: Oh, I bet you. You're talking fifty percent loss in population within thirty days, uh, easily. And the other ones that band together die a little slower, but you're talking tribal warfare on its you know most basic scale. The only the only technology that we perfected that would still be working would be guns, and that's the worst part about it. And the
3: Midnight Cafe will be broadcasting off a hamster-driven power grid. Got that right. right, right. <laughs> right.
1: You got that right. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Uh, Audio slave saying his prepping has been from emergency comms. He's always bought two of every handheld radio, one for personal use and one for the Faraday. Yeah, uh, I have a Faraday box, and I do keep a variety of different radios in there for just that purpose because. I, I think back to, I went to Gettysburg a couple of years ago, and I looked at the Battle of Gettysburg um, from a military aspect, you know, not, not the personal part of it, which is tragic, but looking just at the mistakes that were made, and there were two relatively minor ones that cost the South the war at that point, and um, I thought to myself that a, a single set of radios would have changed the entire outcome of that battle, just one set. Uh, their forward observer was off. I mean, he, he just, you know... The fire that they laid down that day was falling short. And the cloud cover, not the cloud cover, but the smoke from the cannons was blocking the view for them to see that they were having effective fire. But the forward observer saw that, but he was five miles away on horseback. So it was never notified that, hey, man, y'all are missing. And then we ended up with Pickett's Charge, where, you know, they got laid waste because uh, they were wrong. A single... Pair of radios. Heck, even a set of Radio Shack walkie-talkies for kids would have changed the outcome of one of the biggest battles in the Civil War. No, the biggest battle in the Civil War, I believe. So, yeah, comms are important. No doubt. Absolutely. Uh, so, the best prepper is silent one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of stuff here. Hillbillies always have to be prepared. It's just our way of life. Well, you know, <laughs> being a homesteader, I can't all my food, so in that sense... You know, I'm 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 stockpiling food, but I stockpile it all summer and you know eat it all winter. So it's a cyclical thing. But uh, it would be a whole lot harder to grow all the food we grow up here without working tractors. I can tell you that. That's right.
3: Said uh, what was one of,
1: those? oh Jamaica just offered
3: offered his house to us. We're perfect. We're good.
1: Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, uh, Hewlett's talking about parents growing up during the Depression, and they believed in being prepared. Um, And, again, that's that mentality that I I just, I don't know why we did that. Why did we get away from that? They understood that during hard times you better have squirreled away something because hard times can last. I would have thought after 08 that mentality would kind of come back, but it, it certainly hasn't, and there's no sign of it ever coming back at this point. So, uh I guess we're, Well, they
3: probably didn't allow the dream to happen. If people started prepping, it would kill sales.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just—it's kind of sad. I'll tell you what. Uh, lives up on the northern crust of humanity, cold, but there are more trees than people. Smith and Weston—that sounds like a good place to be, my friend. I actually, yeah, watching here. some of your videos, you got some—you got some nice property out that way, man. I like that stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> gonna napalm the moat. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, <laughs> Guys, I hate to do this, but I'm thinking about calling this show a little early tonight. I'm I'm dragging, you know what here, uh, Jason. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm good with that. I kind of we we maxed out a little early, so yeah, uh, yeah. It's just getting a couple of these calls still are coming in here, and just reading some of this stuff, guys. I've had a great time tonight. I apologize that the show isn't going to be full length. Looks like we're going to cut out a little bit early, but my throat's killing me. Uh, it's been a long week <laughs> and, uh, I'm beat. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'll try to be in a much better mood next week. I'm sure I will be in a better mood this weekend. Tomorrow on Farpoint Farms, it'll be a tool review. So those of you who aren't into mechanics, probably going to get a little snoring going on. It's been too darn cold to make any CB or ham related videos. So, uh, won't be any of those for a couple more weeks. I'm kind of digging deep into the pile of I'll run those someday videos, but, uh, hang in there and we'll have some uh, better quality content here shortly. I do have two more cigar videos. uh, Well, actually a cigar video. And for the first time in uh, 20 years, I have a different kind of smoking video. So uh, I think you guys will get a kick out of that one. Did you break out the old ones you talked about the other week? Yeah, I did, man. Yeah. So that'll be a surprise for everyone. And, uh, yeah, that's interesting so maybe that's why I'm not feeling well <laughs> that's probably exactly it you just spoke 20 year old <laughs> yeah. so uh, anyway that's it guys gals thank you very much for joining us once again this show is yes, free to air everyone. sell it <laughs> do whatever put it on your show put it on your pirate broadcasting radio put it on a podcast put it somewhere free to use free to air free to distribute and again my mission for all of you out there go out find a couple friends get them to listen <laughs> did you make a dog want- no i'm not doing that man that's something totally different <laughs> not the wacky tobacco not the, this is regular tobacco but uh but yeah man that's your mission so if you like the show and you thought it was worth something i promise you next week it'll be a little more uh, rambunctious because i'll be back to normal we uh we're, we're happy again for brooke joining us tonight that was very interesting a little scary and mm-hmm. uh Go out, find more people, get them to watch, get them to listen, show them the show them the links and uh, spread the links. Put them on your Facebook pages, put them wherever, do whatever. Uh, and so we you. are on Instagram and yep. Tumblr and all that other stuff. Yep. So all you gotta do is search for Midnight Cafe. We'll pull right up. Love every one of you. Appreciate you coming out here, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Again, uh, you know, Jason and I are gonna talk about this uh, privately, but we're gonna maybe try to do a second show sometime. So all right, all right. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys.